a team that I go to war with any, any day. Uh, there's no quit in this locker room, clawing tooth and nail until, until it's over. I think that just speaks a lot about these guys in this locker room, t- tuning out the noise and just getting away. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. You know, we talk for two hours every night. And a lot of you, not all of you, but I bet a, a good chunk of you listen not every night, but you listen regularly, right? Like people who listen to sports radio, it's it's great because it's part of your routine, right? You listen on your drive home from work or you listen, or you do this and that. Like it's a part of your routine every day, which is why I love sports talk radio. That's why I started listening, you know, years and years ago. So I would imagine a lot of you, you probably don't listen all two hours every night. That would be a bit much. Uh, I don't know that anyone needs that. But you might, you know, night by night by night. I like a show to build on a previous show and on the previous show. I like to feel like we're making progress together. I don't want each show to just be one random one-off. I like when there's, you know, stories and uh, and jokes and topics that build one night to the next. Well, the last two nights, I've mentioned that uh, we've gone too far with player empowerment, right? Which sounds like a very old man take. And I guess it is. But I don't mean it as an old man take. I mean it as a reasonable one. Like, we need to transfer some of the power, some of the strength back to the organizations because, you know, you can't let the chickens run the roost, so to speak, right? Well, today, four hours ago precisely, Shams Sharania tweeted out a story. After sitting the final 18 minutes of the Nuggets loss, Warriors forward Jonathan Kaminga has lost faith in Steve Kerr and no longer believes that Kerr will allow him to reach his full potential, sources say. Now, you might not know who Jonathan Kaminga is. I bet half of you don't, maybe more than half of you, depending on how many NBA hardcore listeners are listening right now. Jonathan Kaminga's 20, barely been in this league, hasn't earned anything as an actual contributor on a contending team. Steve Kerr, five-time NBA champion as a player, four-time NBA champion as a coach, was really good as an exec, really good as an announcer, someone that has earned the the right to probably do what he wants and handle his business the way that he wants. And now we got some 20-year-old talking to the media saying, oh, my coach, he's an, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's screwing me over. Kaminga, you're 20. You probably play a little bit more. I think Steve Kerr could probably adapt the way that he does rotations a little bit especially as Clay Thompson and Steph and some of these players get older, and especially as Draymond's missed time. But this is the type of thing I'm talking about. I'm all for player empowerment to a degree, but we can't have 20-year-old players coming out and blasting their coach in the media. Steve Kerr is a legend. You say what you want about his politics. I know that he annoys people sometimes. Just set that aside. Steve Kerr has accomplished more than 99.9% of, like, more than 99.9% of people have accomplished in their NBA career as a player and as a coach. You got 20 year olds blasting him in the media today. This is what I'm talking about. So I don't want to dwell on this idea of player empowerment, organizational empowerment tonight, but I didn't want to mention it at the top because we've talked about it the last two nights. And then I saw the story today. It's like, Oh, okay. So this is how this works. 20 year olds get to blame a coach like Steve Kerr. Ah, okay. That's okay. So that's how sports work. Kids these days, They get out of college. They get their first job. They just think everything should be handed to them. 
I should I should make money at the top of the field and I should never have to work on on weekends. I should never have to work late like this generation. I'm starting to sound and feel like Dave from Monona. 2024 is going to be a bizarre year. I can, can already tell. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Never miss a Friday show. Appreciate you being here. Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers, going to join us at 4.30 to preview Packers Bears. I always love checking in with Pete. A lot of Packers Bears talk tonight. The Bucks played last night. They won. It was really fun to watch Giannis and Wemby go back and forth. There were, uh, there were many other redeeming qualities of that game. It was very frustrating. Then I'm also like, oh, but Giannis is incredible. And, you know, he scored, what, 44 last night? And it was super fun watching him and Wemby trade back and forth. And Giannis doing something after the game you don't often hear him do about other players. Like, he's like, well, man, Wemby's talented. He's this, he's that. These foreign players, these European players, they tend to stick together just a little bit more. And Giannis is a lone wolf. But even Giannis last night is like, yeah, that guy, he's got it going on. So a fun game because we got to watch Giannis and Wemby. The rest of the game was mostly a train wreck, and the Bucks were very lucky to win. Uh, so there's my Bucks take for the day. Let's talk Packers-Bears. 608-321-1670 is the number to call if you'd like. Start taking phone calls here in about 15 minutes after our first break. You can always tweet me as well, at Wisco Grant. A couple of weeks ago, if you'll remember, I remember this very well. We're getting ready for Packers-Chiefs. Remember this game? Coming off Thanksgiving, got a week and a half rest, going into the Chiefs game, Sunday night football, at Lambeau Field. And for probably Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, a couple days leading into that weekend, I kept saying, this is going to be an A1 football game. This is going to be an awesome football game, whether it's low scoring or high scoring, even if it's a blowout to a certain degree, this game is going to rule because it's two very historically relevant franchises, big brands, Super Bowl history, Super Bowl one. Patrick Mahomes, right? Think of the jersey combination. Oh, jersey combination. Chiefs reds and whites, the Packers green and gold under the lights at Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field's not a stadium. Lambeau Field is a theater. Remember talking about this? I was so excited for that game. I was so amped up. Just had all the makings of a great football game. I think Packers-Bears coming up on Sunday has a lot of the same makings. A lot of the same pieces. Now, the Bears are not the Chiefs, historically, and Justin Fields is not Patrick Mahomes, but it's the oldest running rivalry in the NFL, and one of the oldest, if not the oldest, in professional sports. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, You start getting into semantics about, like, the Boston Red Stockings played the Cincinnati Bearcats, who went on to become the Baltimore this or that's, and now they're the... So, I I don't know. I don't need to argue semantics. Packers-Bears, one of the oldest rivalries in professional sports, right? The jersey combo is going to pop under the lights by the end of the game at Lambeau Field because it's a 3 o'clock game. It's going to be on CBS with Jim Nance. It's going to feel big. It's going to rule. And there's real stakes for both teams. The Packers are fighting to get into the playoffs, right? The Packers are also fighting to validate their season a little bit because the Packers are on the brink of having an absolute slam dunk first year after the Aaron Rodgers era. They're on the verge of having an absolute slam dunk of a first season with Jordan Love. They're so close. If they win this game on Sunday and they qualify for the playoffs, after what they looked like in October, and after losing back-to-back games to the Buccaneers and to the Giants, and all the injuries they've dealt with, and the defense not really being what we thought it might be or what we expected, be a slam dunk 
for them to beat a rival on Sunday and make it into the playoffs. Now, even if they lose, and this is something that I don't really care to debate. This is going to be um, a, a, a preference thing or a taste thing among all Packers fans. All Packers fans are going to have a differing view on this. I don't think this season is all of a sudden a failure if the Packers lose this weekend. I just don't think it's as much of a success. Like, if they win this game, if the Packers make the playoffs, it's a slam dunk season. If they lose this game, it's a three-point shot of a season. Like, it's still good. It's still good. It's just not as good. There are some Packers fans who would say, oh, if you lose this Sunday, it's all for nothing. I don't agree with that, but if you feel that way, you're right to feel that way, right? I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. That's a matter of taste. So the Packers have a ton to play for. They're trying to validate this season, kickstart the Jordan Love era, make the playoffs, obviously, and continue their season. You want to keep playing as long as you can. Every team's trying to win their last game of the year, make it as far as possible. Packers are playing for everything. The Bears are also playing for quite a lot. And this was echoed yesterday on the Bill Michaels show when we talked to Brad Biggs, who's covered the Bears forever, contributed to 670 and writes for the Chicago Tribune. We talked to Danny Parkins today, earlier this afternoon on Bill's show. Both interviews are great. You should go check out, uh, I think Brad Biggs was either 1130 12 yesterday so either hour two or hour three of yesterday's bill michael show and if you look up the podcast the names are in the title so it's not like you're gonna have to pick through to find them but the brad biggs interview was great little eye on the enemy with him and with danny parkins today and what you heard a lot from both of these guys is this game means so much to these players this game this matchup means so much to this team to this organization to this coaching staff they are trying to really Put the train on the tracks and feel great going into the offseason about the trajectory of this franchise, right? Because if the Bears win this final week, if they win this game, now all of a sudden they can go into the offseason on a high note and be amped about great draft pick capital and great salary cap space. If you go into the playoffs on or into the, the offseason rather on a sour note, eh, draft picks aren't quite as exciting. Now, when you get to April, sure. But in the short term, like, man, the Bears have a lot to play for, even though they have been eliminated from postseason contention. This game means a lot to the Bears. This game is going to rule. This game is going to rule. I said yesterday, and I think I, I said to one of the callers, I'm a 10 out of 10 excited, and I'm a 10 out of 10 worried, because I know it's really going to suck if the Packers lose, but it's going to rule if the Packers win. And when there's stakes that high on both sides, win or lose, that's how you know it's a great football game because it means so much to both teams. That's why the NFL is so great. The Bears have already been eliminated. Their season's over. And yet there's still so much to play for. That's why why the NFL is king. Because in the NBA, you wouldn't get this. In Major League Baseball, you wouldn't get this. In the NFL, you get this. 10 out of 10 excited, 10 out of 10 scared about what could happen if the Packers lose. There's stakes for both teams and both fan bases. This game is going to rule. There's so much on the line. And I'm excited for the Bears and and what they're doing. I'm excited, obviously, for our Packers. Our friend Bart Winkler earlier today tweeted something, and I, I could not agree more. The Bears fans are not an obnoxious bunch for the most part. No more obnoxious than any other fan base. I don't think Bears media locally are obnoxious. I had a great time. Uh, having Danny Parkins on the network earlier today, Brad Biggs yesterday. Anytime I talk to a Bears fan, it's great. It's the national Bears fans. There's not a ton of them. But Kyle Brandt posted this video today, and this is just, this is just a little ridiculous. I want to play this for you. It's two and a half minutes long, and I want to play you the whole thing. I'm not even going to pause it. I'm not going to interrupt it. I will react at the end of this video. This is Kyle Brandt 
on, I think, Good Morning Football earlier today or something on NFL Network. Uh, this is a letter to Justin Fields, or so it would seem. So here it is. I'm going to play this for you in its entirety. I'm tired of talking about Justin Fields. I want to talk to him. Justin, it doesn't matter what I want to happen with you, what any of us want, what anybody watching wants. Right now, it doesn't even matter what the Bears want. It matters what you want. I think you want to be a Chicago Bear for life. So do it. Get it. Grab it this weekend. It's right there. I am sick of reading about your landing spots. You could be a Raider. You could be a Falcon. To hell with that. You are an effing Chicago Bear, homegrown. There is no landing spot because you're not leaving. Not if you win Sunday against that team in that town. Something you understood way back in your very first ever mic'd up moment as a Bear. You got it. Who was your center at Ohio State? Josh Black. What year was he? He's a, he's a senior. He was, did he get drafted? To the wrong team. Who's that? Oh, yeah. Well... We're happy for him on draft day. Then after that, he can become our enemy. Bears fans loved it. Here's the problem. Josh Myers has been to the playoffs, and he's never lost to you. He got drafted by the right team. The team that you play this weekend. I think it's the biggest game of your life. I think it is a bigger game for the Bears than it is for the Packers. Green Bay wins. It determines their next few weeks. Chicago wins. It determines their next few years. You win. It determines your entire career. Justin. That team that traded up to draft you is going to grab some college kid to replace you. Doesn't that piss you off? Play like it. For a guy who usually says nothing, it is time to scream something. I am your quarterback. I am your leader. I am your present. I am your future. Take those draft picks and shove them or save them or trade them, but you're going to need them to build me an army so I can bring you a Super Bowl for the first time in almost 40 years, so I can give you a real franchise quarterback for the first time in over 100 years. Now, you go up there and you lose again, how can the Bears keep you? But you go burn Lambeau down, how can they not? Great moments are born from great opportunity. You can end two evils in one game. The Green Bay Packers season and the Justin Fields debate. Keep him. Help him. Pay him. Crown him. Justin, this is not your last game as a Bears player. It's your first game as a Bears legend. Woo! Strength and honor. You unleash hell. You got it? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I'm not a Bears fan. What a pathetic organization. It's your first game as a Bears legend. Kyle, they're seven and nine. They are seven and nine. It, th this whole this whole thing, I couldn't take it seriously because the first sentence is so ridiculous. If I ever say something like, let me play this one more time. I'm tired of talking about Justin Fields. I want to talk to him. If I ever, if I mean this, okay, if I ever come on the show and say something like, I'm tired of talking about Josh Hader. I want to talk to him. I want you guys to bully me ruthlessly until I quit this job. I'm, I mean it. And my boss is listening. I want you. I want you. That's my last show. If I ever say something like that, I'm sick of talking about Justin Fields right now. I want to talk to him. Okay. Spartacus. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a Bears fan. Best of luck to the players. Best of luck to the fans. Uh, nothing but the worst to clowns like Adam Rank and Kyle Brandt. What a bunch of losers. Let's take a three minute break. Wisco sports show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Wisco Sports Show. Happy Friday. Appreciate you never missing a Friday show. Coming up in about 10 minutes after we take a couple calls from the Lockdown Packers podcast, it's Pete Bukowski. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of talking about Pete Bukowski. I want to talk to him. Go jump in front of a bus. God. If I ever say something like that, I, I want you guys to tell me. I, w- I want you guys to bully me. And I know that you will. I don't even need to. I know Cone Roller and company will crush me if I say something dumb like that. Justin Fields, it's your time to be a legend. Finish the season eight and nine. It's time for your second contract. You haven't learned how to win yet, but maybe it's the last the last week of year three. That's when it's going to happen. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Holy cow. First in line on an amped up Friday. Hey, Vagabond John. I'm sick of talking about Vagabond John. I want to talk to him. Grant. I don't like that you're raining on this man's parade. Football fans out there, whether you're in a fantasy football championship that no one cares about, or your team's fighting for a playoff spot, this is the last NFL weekend that we get all the way. That's meaningful, right, for every team in the league all the way until next September. I don't appreciate you dampening this guy's dreams, whether uh, – I was going to try to tie in a wet dream joke there. but His dream of out. going eight and nine. And I know it's bigger than that, but Jesus. Yes, Grant. His dreams are not to go eight and nine. His dreams are this is the first step to going nine and eight next year. <laughs> that's actually, what he's excited actually, about. Actually, though, yes. Actually, <laughs> that's exactly what's going on here. You're not wrong. Man, I'm amped up. Uh, I have con- been in some... Um, what would you say? I've been at very high peaks the last couple nights and thinking about this Packers weekend going in. First, before we get fully in the NFL, got to respect the men's hockey team. I know we were all hyped up about them. They're back in action. Seven-game win streak going into Notre Dame this weekend. So before we get into, you know, we've got Badger basketball. that's on an absolute tear. We've got men's hockey. We've got women's hockey. The Bucks are looking okay, right? Winning a big game versus Wemby. Just a couple weeks ago, we were sitting here as Wisconsin sports fans at the Wisco Short Sports Show saying, is this it? Is this as good as it gets? Well, now it's getting better. The light is shining, right? It is always darkest just before the dawn. And I'm here to say, if the Packers come out with a win on Sunday, mm-hmm. why not us? Well, I mean, I think they can you go into Dallas. I think they can team. go into Dallas and win. If their defense shows up and actually has a good game, it's rare, I know. Like, they can go into Dallas and win. Hearing Jair Alexander in an interview, seeing that the Packers' uh, wide receiver room is as complete as it's been since 2010. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the top four receivers that are playing this week. Seeing that, I know we're missing our big guy, Aaron uh, A.J. Dillon, so... uh, Take a moment for that. He's actually looked pretty decent the last couple weeks. But we've got Aaron Jones. No excuses for Matt LaFleur. The defense mostly healthy. No excuses for the defense. Man, if this team goes and wins on Sunday, why not us? I don't think we're going to win a Super Bowl. But, man, I think getting there, the door is open. Every other team in the NFC has a major flaw. Look at Philadelphia. Their defensive coordinator is almost uh his seat might be hotter than Joe Barry's seat. You look at Dallas, we already talked about that. Packers do well down there. You look at San Francisco, can Brock Purdy from Ames, Iowa, really pull that off? 
I is think Christian so. McCaffrey going to be healthy? I think so, yes. Put it this way. I think the Packers can go into Dallas and win. I think they can win in Philadelphia. I think they can beat Tampa, although Baker cut them up last time. San Francisco's tough. I'm not saying they can go on a run to the Super Bowl, but they can get into the playoffs and do more than just get rolled by the first team that they see. I'm just saying, if you're one of those guys that's listening right now that six weeks ago was saying, close up shop, let's play for a draft pick, next time you're in your car, just roll over, crawl into a ditch, and, and just give up, right? <laughs> just let it go. Just just give it up, man, because this is what it's about. This is the NFL. We're hyped up. It's amped up Friday, and we've got a Packers game, man. It's, it could be the last meaningful one we have for a long time, so we got to enjoy it because, man, Hell yeah. The offseason comes, and then we got to listen to Grant talk about baseball. But that is all I have. I hope the, the callers for the rest of the day, we got to set the energy. It like starts that. today. Carry it through Sunday. This is where it starts, Grant. Super Bowl or bust. Let's go. Appreciate you, Vagabond John. Have an awesome weekend. I'm going to get to another caller before break. Appreciate you later. setting the show on the correct path. Yeah, later. Have a good one. That's good energy. I don't disagree with any of that. Maybe a little much, but but I think there's more optimism I think there's more reason to be excited than not. Like, the Packers could win a playoff game or two. I'm not saying they're going on a run, but I don't think the Eagles, the Cowboys, are as bulletproof as maybe we thought a month or two ago. Like, they could mess around and win a playoff game. That's exciting. 608-321-1670. One more call, and then I think we got to take a break into Pete Bukowski, our guest. But a lot of time for callers after Pete. The second hour of the show, it's wide open. Um, but I want to get one more in here. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Hey, Grant. Clemhead Mike from Chippewa. Clemhead Mike from Chippewa. How are you, Clemhead? Doing great. How are you? Doing good. I'm excited about this game. There's stakes. Both teams are really, really amped up. It's on CBS. It's going to be dark out under the lights at the end. This is just going to be an awesome game. Yeah, the teams aren't the only ones amped up. I think Vagabond John is amped up, too. I think he was amped up on something, don't you? (laughs) Hey, we're not accusing Vagabond of being on anything or, you know. But um, I I just, you and I talked about this right at the beginning of the season. I would be happy if the if the Packers just showed growth and improvement and maturity and they've surpassed all those goals. And when I talked to that, uh, I talked to that national host right at the beginning of the season, when he was talking about Philadelphia, the NFL goes, the NFC goes to Philadelphia and all that. I said, I was talking about the Packers. I said, they're going to, sh- as long as they show growth and maturity and improvement, I'd be really happy. And they've, they have really surpassed what we thought um, they were going to do this year. So, even if they lost Sunday, I, I think I'd be pretty happy at this season. They, they think they've far surpassed their expectations. Now, mm-hmm. the thing I wanted to say: let's all get out. Let's all get out, Gutekunst. But he must have saw something in love that the rest of us did not see, because um, we were people were just ripping him for the last three years. Just you know. And then I'm looking at. I got the on my computer on right now. I got the draft list: the 2023 draft: Van Ness, Musgrave, Reed, Kraft, Wooden, McClifford, Wicks. Uh, Brooks Carlson Valentine. Um, let's give uh, let's give Gutekunst some credit. The guy did one hell of a job this year, and he. I don't hear a lot of people praising him for what he did. And uh, when he makes when he picks a guy that doesn't pan out, he gets just ripped up. We got to get rid of Gutekunst. You know, all this year, all year on uh, on Bill Michael's show, fire Gutekunst, fire Matt Lafleur, just. Um, Let's just admit that he did one hell of a job this year. This has been a great year yeah. for the Packers. I'll be pretty bummed and frustrated and 
I don't know if I'll be upset, but I'll be, I'll be pretty I'll be pretty sad and, and frustrated and disappointed if they lose on Sunday. But give it a couple of weeks, you look back at year one as a whole, it'll still be a success. It won't be as much of a success. Like, if they win Sunday night, slam dunk. If they lose Sunday night, still a pretty good season, but a disappointing finish for sure. But I, but I don't think it all of a sudden makes the entire season a failure and all for naught just because they lost in week 18. Right. I mean, come, come on. The youngest, uh, they said, somebody said the youngest uh, offense in NFL history. Mm-hmm. I mean, NFL history, not just this season. There was... Um, pretty damn impressive if you ask me so it's like a guy once you guys just got out of college so and i know you can't really call them rookies after 16 games uh they're pretty much pros by now but uh still i've been pretty impressed with this team and sure they had some stinkers like against the giants and they and they almost lost to carolina i mean I, yeah there's a they haven't been super all the time but uh they've for the most part, they've impressed, and uh, I think we should all be pretty happy with what's happened so far this year. And uh, this Chicago game does scare me, but um, I think they're going to win it. I, I really do. I, th- I think there's a lot of hype. And that guy, that that uh, soundbite that you showed us that... Kyle Brandt. Yeah, what, who does he who does he work for? NFL Network. He, do, he, he does lots of different shows at lots of different places. He's around. Um, I, I had no idea who he was. And uh, you know what? He... Sh- he should be fired for for being such a homer. And what a it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What a what a turd. <laughs> well, it, it was a miss. It didn't land for me. Some Bears fans probably really liked it. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They're seven and nine. It's like you can't say the guy's going to become a legend. What are you going to fit him for a gold jacket? Because he beats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad I'm not a Bears fan. Clemhead, hey, I got to run to get to our guest, yes, Pupikowski. Cool. Co-sign on everything you just said. That was an awesome call. You have a great weekend and enjoy the game. Okay, Mike? Thank you, Grant. I'll talk to you Monday probably. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's celebrate a win on Monday. Appreciate you, Clemhead. Listening, W-A-Y-Y up in the uh, beautiful Chippewa Valley. Sports Talk 105.1. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back, preview this game with Peter Bukowski of the Locked on Packers podcast. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Happy Friday. Appreciate you listening. Never, 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 never miss a Friday show. Wanted to get a Packers guest. Mike Clemens has been under the weather this week. Uh, although, oh, shoot. Mike told me not to bring that up because he didn't want sympathy. Okay, nobody tweet nobody tweeted Mike. He's going to know that it's me. We said earlier today and yesterday that he's on assignment, which I guess is true. His assignment is to get healthy to cover Packers Bears this upcoming weekend. So I tapped one of our favorites, Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers podcast. Peter, welcome to the show. How are you this evening? So I shouldn't have just tweeted Mike Clemens? Is that... Should I not have done that? You're really quick with Twitter. I w- wouldn't be surprised if in somehow you managed to send a tweet in 25 seconds. Mike Clemens, I told Mike, it's like, Mike, stay home because the last thing I want and Packers fans want is all of a sudden it's Saturday night and Jordan Love and Christian Watson and Jaden Reed are all on the injury report with non-COVID illness symptoms. It's like, oh, God, now we know we know where it came from. It came from us. It came from Mike. Well, I, it's funny because I have I actually have the, uh, the, the Super Bowl uh, media hotel reservation up in front of me and i know i'm gonna see mike there and so now i now i really have to be oh, careful what i'm doing pete you want to know something cool and i don't know how i pulled this off i'm i'm gonna be at the super bowl 
Bill, for well, whatever where reason. Are we, where are we eating, Grant? Let's uh, go. I'll see you there. Pete, you are a worldly man, okay? I have a worldly spe- Emotionally, I'm worldly. Physically, I am not. I have not traveled far and wide. <laughs> Emotionally, I want to. I want it like... I want to, I own no Lululemon pants, but I'm going to buy a pair because I'm walking around. I need to look spiffy, make a good impression on people. So I will be there. I would love to, uh, I would love to meet you in person. And if you want to go get food, I'll go get food. Mike Clemens well, knows well, the spots well, too. I'll, I'll, I'll book Carbone now. Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, I would say I'll have my people call your people, but I don't, I don't have people. I sit in the studio uh, all day by myself. I'm really amped for Packers Bears. Because there's yeah. so much on the line for both of these teams. Like, on one hand, I am 10 out of 10 excited because if the Packers win, I know how great it'll be. But I'm also 10 out of 10, like, scared because I know if they lose, how, how much it will suck. And that's the measure of a great game, right? 3 o'clock on CBS. Like, I, I don't know how this game could be any better. I guess unless the Bears were playing to get into the playoffs. But based on what Bears people have told me, that doesn't really sour the vibes there. They're amped to play this game even though their season can't get into the playoffs. Yeah, the the Justin Fields of it all seems like it is going to have a real impact on this game. Like, they love him, even if he's not a good quarterback. And, like, let's make no mistake, he's not a good quarterback. Like, I don't know why people have tied themselves in knots trying to be like, hey, you know what they should do? They should keep Justin Fields and trade out of the chance to draft an actual court. No, like, they should not do that. But the players don't care about what makes the most sense for the front office. And it seems like there is actual juice here to say, look, we want to try and keep Justin Fields as the quarterback here, which by the way is funny because every Packer fan I know and every Packer fan that I get tweets from on Twitter is like, I guess that's the only place you can get tweets, right? But is like, (laughs) please, I hope they keep Justin Fields. Um, But I think that adds a little bit of this. Like this could be Justin Fields' last game as a bear, future Hall of Famer, Justin Fields. And, like, if that's the case, I think this is going to have a little extra juice in a lot of the same ways that it did last year. And it just seems like for all of the the stats and all of the narrative power behind, hey, Jordan Love is having a season that's on power with Aaron Rodgers and all of the, the – cra- like, the, the passer rating being the exact same, all those crazy things, for Jordan Love to get a win and in game against a division rival playing for nothing but pride a year after – Aaron Rodgers couldn't win the win and in game at Lambeau field against the division rival playing for nothing but pride. Like it, it, it really is sort of the perfect way to finish the regular season of Jordan love. And I, I can't, I can't think of a better scenario here, frankly, than Packers bears with a chance to get into the postseason. Well, and everyone wants to make the Rodgers love comparisons. And I, I think they're fair. The rest of the team also looks really different, but specifically the offense, right? Like there, there's a different yeah. feel. Um, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb. It's a very different feeling unit than what they've had this year. And, and the more that we learn and match Schneidman and others kind of got that answer out of Bo Melton about how Jordan loves been hosting the offense at his house once a week. And they're watching film. And I, I just love that this offense was so bad in October and all of these receivers were seemingly excited to tackle those struggles head on. They said, this is our problem. We're going to fix it. This isn't the coach holding us back. This is it. We need to attack this head on. We're going to take pride in what we're putting on tape every week. And they figured it out. And I love that attitude for my team. And I, I didn't really get that in previous years with older veteran players who kind of felt like, I don't know, maybe they were they knew they were on their way out the door and they were kind of smelling the roses. That's that's very different than the vibe I get from this offense. Well, attitude reflects leadership. And like 
the the comment from Bull Melton about Jordan Love and hosting every Monday night to watch film and and let's be honest, like yes, they probably watched tape at Jordan Love's house. That's not why they were there. Yeah. They were there to be friends and to have fun and to enjoy each other's company and to create the sort of camaraderie and chemistry that young teams can can use to establish a new culture. And I thought it was pretty telling, Grant, that Malafleur talked about the quarterback position and said, you know, it really helps at that position to be one of the guys. Malafleur doesn't throw shade, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that's going to do that. But I couldn't help but think of late-stage late Brett Favre when he had his own locker away from everybody else, and everyone knew. I mean, we had all these stories about – you know, he's not connecting with the young players and he's sort of isolated on his own. It is a good reminder that that is, in a lot of ways, what happened last year with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, he had his boys. He had Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Big Bob Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis, and he brought those guys with him, well, at least half of them, to New York with him. Um, the rest went to Chicago for reasons unknown to God or man. <laughs> and you, it's just not the same. Like, I... I, it's hard for me to believe that Matt LaFleur didn't have last season in mind at least like 25, 30% when he was saying what he said. And yeah. even if he wasn't talking about Aaron Rodgers, he was talking about Aaron Rodgers because we know last year this team was not like this. And I, I think this was the best case. And I remember coming on Bill's show and talking about this. This was one of the best cases for why um, you have – the the opportunity to be better this year versus last year was yeah. it was just going to the vibes were just going to be different and if Jordan Love was just like fine he's been much better than fine that when you add the the playmaking and the speed and all that stuff to this team and you change the vibes just a little bit it can have a material impact on your team and I think we're seeing that. What did you see with the Packers wide receivers and tight ends? They were open against a really, really good Minnesota yeah. defense or a Minnesota defense that's given very good offenses a lot of trouble. How did they get so open? Was it choices made by Matt LaFleur? Was it execution from the wide receivers? Because Jordan Love was great, but Jordan Love also made a lot of easy throws. He made some harder ones, but guys were open where they were supposed to be, when they were supposed to be there. How'd they pull that off, and how can they do that again against the Bears? Well, you know, I think... There are a, a lot of things um, at play here, and and the, the question that you asked me just totally flew out of my head. I'm so sorry. It's a it's a big one. I know. Like, how do they get so open? Like, how did how yeah, did the okay. scheme yeah, play yeah, out sorry. so perfectly? It's, it's a reaching question. Points that I wanted to make, and I got I got <laughs> devoured by yeah. by all of it. Um, so there are a couple things here, and and one is I have to credit Matt Lafleur because he has had every answer going back to the Chargers game. And what I think is so ironic about that, and I don't want to get derailed by this point, and this is why my brain got tied in knots, is because I was thinking about the Chargers game as, as the seminal moment. Matt LaFleur has pointed to the Pittsburgh game. I don't think it was Pittsburgh. I think it was L.A. where they felt like we know exactly how to attack this defense. And the reason is, by the way, because Joe Barry runs the same defense, and it stinks. But <laughs> the, the idea of we want the ball, and we're going to go out and we're going to take this, this game by the balls and attack. That, that mentality from Matt LaFleur, he's had every answer every week since then, including the, the Bucks game and the Giants game when 
you know, Jordan Love didn't play his best against the Giants, and yes. then the defense obviously was a train a train wreck against the Bucks. Um, but he's had every answer in these games, and especially since that Bucks game over the last couple of weeks, like they they've been able to against. By the way, Jiro Evero is a, is an up and coming young coach. Like for whatever you want to say about the Panthers, he's a really good coach. People think. Um, and so Mount LaFleur has just had all the answers. Brian Flores, objectively, one of the best defensive coaches in the league, no question. And they just had answers all day. Like, okay, you want to play this kind of coverage? It just, like, going back and watching, and I love to watch the J.T. O'Sullivan breakdowns and the Kurt Warner breakdowns, and to, to see them, how often they had the perfect call for coverage, Grant, Yeah, just kind of blew my mind. Like, okay, Matt LaFleur knows exactly what they're going to call in this circumstance in this down and distance, in this part of the field, and I've got the perfect call to beat you with it. I mean, he is on a heater right now, and I think, you know, Jordan Love deserves a ton of credit for the last eight weeks that he's had, right? The, the seven-week span that he's had is matched only in the last two years by Aaron Rodgers at the end of the 2021 20, season when he was the MVP. No one last year or this year for any length of time of seven-week span has had the, the games that Jordan Love has put together. That's, that's pretty incredible, and he deserves credit for that. But a big part of that is that Matt LaFleur has been in his bag. And I'm not talking about just, like, creative, unique stuff. But, but calls for coverage, calls for situations. He just anticipated what the defense is going to do to attack him and had the right calls. And it does make me wonder, and, you know, people that, that are going to call me an Aaron Rodgers hater are going to get mad about this, but it does make me wonder. That in 2019 through 2021, when you had a quarterback who wanted to change every call at the line of scrimmage to try and get into the perfect play, how many times he, Aaron Rodgers changed the call that was already perfect? Hmm. Changed the call that if Matt LaFleur could have called it, he had the perfect call to play off of it. The call off the call is sometimes the thing. Like we, we've heard Richard Sherman talk about Kyle Shanahan saying sometimes he would call a play just to kill it just so he could call the counter later in the game. Yeah. And it, it, it does make me wonder, right, that, that, like, if Aaron Rodgers had just let Matt LaFleur cook, could, could that have been even better? For as good as it was, could it have been even better? It's just, it's just something that I've been thinking about. Well, and it's fair to think about, like, I, you know, the last couple of years with all of Rodgers' audibles, and we, we don't know the extent of it fully, but I, I always ask, it's like, how often are we checking out of a, a good play to chase a great play? But in the check and in the adjustments, we're losing our way or we're making a mistake when sometimes good enough is good enough. Like we don't need perfect. Sometimes you just need good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I want to ask you about the defense really quickly before we're done. Pipakowski locked on Packers because they need one good game here at the end. They don't need to pitch a shutout, but they can't be a train wreck like they were against Tampa or against Carolina. Am I nuts to think that Rashawn Gary simply just has to hold the edge? Like when I, I think back years ago when Clay Matthews had good games and the Vikings actually didn't run for 200 yards with Adrian Peterson, it was often just because <laughs> Clay Matthews would, like a matador, like he would stand there and turn Adrian Peterson back into the inside. And I'm kind of past the the point now where I'm hoping that Rashawn Gary will just completely take over a game. If he and Preston Smith and Lucas Van Ness can just contain and keep Justin Fields in the pocket and stand in the right spot, I think they'll be okay. That's where I start defensively. What about you? Yeah, I think that you're right to mention Rashawn Gary. Um, you know, I, I, there have been games this season that he's completely taken over. The Lions game on Thanksgiving comes to mind. I mean, mm -hmm. defensively, he was an absolute terror in that game. But I think what makes what makes this make um, me a little bit more confident in the defense is 
this is the kind of game that does not require the pass rush to be superhuman to win. And I think in a lot of cases, that is what Joe Barry needs against bad quarterbacks because he's going to let everyone dink and dunk down the field. Sure. Right. That's just what he does. That's fine. Here's what you're going to do against Patrick Mahomes. That's worked against the good quarterbacks. The ironic part about the Joe Barry defense is against good quarterbacks. It works. It's the bad quarterbacks where you let them get free access on the outside that it's like, can you just like challenge these guys a little bit? Mm -hmm. But the thing is against Justin Fields, I don't think Rashawn Gary is going to be licking his chops going, let me just destroy Darnell right around the edge and, and go get Justin Fields. You know that if you just contain Justin Fields, he's not going to beat you down the field. If you make Justin Fields and this offense go 15 plays, 75 yards every time, they're not going to score 15 points in this game. And so if you don't give up explosives, that's all you need to not do in this game. And you're going to win because I think the Packers offense can score on anybody if they don't turn it over. So if you don't beat yourself, you're going to win. You're just better than this Bears team. I don't buy this, this most recent stretch because if you look at the wins, they're against trash teams and against trash quarterbacks. I don't buy the defense. I think the defense is better than it was in the beginning of the season, but yeah. not that much better. If you look at teams, top 15 EPA per play quarterbacks, they're giving up 28 points a game to those guys. Justin Herbert got him for 30. Patrick Mahomes got him for 41. Yeah. And Jared Goff got them for 30 the first time they played in Detroit on the road when he couldn't stop turning the ball over. It was a different scenario. If you don't turn the ball over against this team, you're going to be okay. I, like the defense, I said this last week on, on Packers. I was like, guys, don't get mad at me. But I think the perfect defense to play against Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall is the defense they've been playing all season. And it worked. It yeah. worked exactly right. And I think the same thing is true this week. As long as you don't give up 250 yards rushing and you play your normal defense, I think you're going to be fine. And just catch the ball when, when Justin Fields throws it to you. I think, I think yeah. that's, that's another part of this. Bears have gotten a lot of turnover luck. What do they have, like 17 turnovers in 11 games or some? For whatever reason, those numbers it's, were stuck in my 18 head. 18 in six games which is ridiculous oh, That's three a game even more i thought i was being i thought i was being a little liberal with the numbers that i was trying to remember yeah it it, it has been that streaky i, I gotta run pete i gotta take a break this is and i apologize for this this is the most prototypical stuffy uh like radio guy way to wrap up an interview but i mean this genuinely uh we should like get dinner or do something in at the super bowl if i'm gonna be there like, at the very least will. i, I will it. shake your hand and tell you thank you for coming no, no, on we're show. gonna have a meal we're gonna have a meal and it's on me Oh, hell, well, I appreciate that, Pete. Well, I look forward to it. Thank you for the time. Enjoy the game on Sunday, Pete. All right, you too, man. Yeah, have a good one. Peter Bukowski, Locked on Packers. That is the most, like, listen to any time someone's on with Dan Patrick, Anytime like, a big radio personality is on with another big radio personality. Oh, next time you're in town, let's get a steak. I know a place. It's on me. Um, I was not, by the way, let the record show, I wasn't offering to buy Pete dinner. Oh, hell. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I, I'm out there for a week. I, I need to survive and not run out of money. And I don't even like gambling. Like gambling does nothing for me. Sports gambling, slots, cards. I, I waste my money in lots of ways. Not gambling. I don't also need to gamble. Uh, but I felt the need to preface that by saying, because that's the end of every radio interview ever. Hey, next time you're in town, let's get a drink. Let's get a steak. I know a place. I know a guy. Uh, three minutes. <laughs> Come back. Wrap up hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show. Talk more Packers Bears next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. 
My name is Grant Bills. We thank Pete Bukowski, Locked On Packers, for his time and for his takes. We got two minutes. We have callers that have been waiting on hold. I feel bad. Only so much time in the show. 608-321-1670. Got two minutes. Welcome. Who's this? Denny from Holman. Denny from Holman. Denny, happy Friday. What's going on? Well, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm amped for this game. I am, too. I admit, it's like a playoff game, you know? Well, it, it quite it's literally is for big. the Packers, yeah. And the ticket prices have just went sky high through the roof. Were you thinking of going? Yeah, three weeks ago, I could have got tickets for $127 a piece on about the 15-yard line. Now those tickets are selling for two fifty. Do you think we're selling tickets to Bears fans? Do you think that's why the prices are going oh, up? Oh, geez, I hope not. You know, I mean, there'll always be um, enough Packers fans there, and if the Packers play well, there'll be plenty of Packers cheers. Like I, I don't really think a right. a chunk of opposing fans and is a big deal. You know, the only thing, Grant, is I don't want it to be a field goal miss. Oh, oh God, don't even you say know. that, Denny. Don't even put that out there I, into the atmosphere. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, because I you saw you saw what our buddy Crosby did last week, right? He missed that 54-yarder where time expired. Yeah, he got cut, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. He missed the point, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Big picture, we're going to look back at Anders Carlson and say, yeah, there were some misses here and there, and you want to be more consistent on extra points. But he's been just about what right. you'd expect from a rookie, don't you think? Right, I think so, and I... You know, like I said, you've been a cheerleader all year of uh, Jordan Love, you know, supporting the Packers and just going for it, you know? And basically, it's like, uh, you know, what you've said has come true, come true to fruition, you know? The Packers came out of their little slump they were in. The receivers started, like, getting open. Uh, If you remember last year with Rodgers, there was a segment where um, I remember Mike Clements saying, you know, these receivers are like they're running in like blue quicksand, you know. Nobody can get open. They're slow. Know? They were plotting. They were old guys. Denny, I got to run. You have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the game. I, I quite literally have to go. I have to take a break here in about 15 seconds. We'll talk more about that. I don't know that I predicted this. I, You're giving me too much credit. We'll, we'll talk more. Two minutes, hour two, Wisco Sports Show, next. team that I go to war with any, any day. Uh, there's no quit in this locker room. Clawing tooth and nail until, until it's over. And I think that just speaks a lot about these guys in this locker room, t- tuning out the noise and just getting away. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I love you, Denny. Appreciate the call. Sorry to cut you off there at the uh, top of the hour, as we say in the radio world. Normal people just say 5 o'clock, but not us in the radio world. We need special terminology. Uh, I didn't necessarily predict this. I was not someone banging the Jordan Love drum all year. I was just saying, you know, when they looked kind of herky-jerky against the Saints, they looked really poor against the Lions, they looked really frustrating against the Raiders, I said, hey, guys. We've played six games. They have 11 more. That's like so many games. That's so that that's uh, that's an eternity 
for players, most of them who've never played in the NFL before. Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Dobbs and Watson had a season last year, but they both missed some time with injury and they're playing with a brand new quarterback. So, Denny, not to correct you, I just want to make sure like I'm not huffing and puffing my chest when I shouldn't be. Um, I just said, give it time. Give it time. And then at the end of the year, we'll stand back and we'll take a look at the full picture and it'll make total sense whether Jordan Love is great or whether he stinks. We will know for sure at the end of the year. So let's not freak out and draw conclusions after week six or week seven. And what do you know? We gave it a few months and the season and and this team started to make sense. And luckily for us Packers fans, it made sense in a good direction, in a good way. It's like, oh, they're good. They just needed some time. But if they would have kept losing, we'd be standing here right now saying, yeah, it wasn't a time issue. These guys just aren't good at football. They have a bunch of guys who can't play football and a quarterback that's no good. Right. So just just always, 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 always just wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. It's good Catholic hymn. Wait and see. Oh, that's taste and see. Dang it. Sorry to my fellow Catholics, the one true faith. This is the, it's the West Coast Sports Show. My name. My name is Grant Bills. That's a bizarre way to start the second hour of the show. We've had loaded phone lines. You guys were so patient waiting through Pete. I appreciate that. Thank you. Let's get to it. I, I want to get you guys in here as many and as soon as possible. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello, hello, hello. Line two. Are you there? Blink once if you're there. All right. Call back. Try again. Let's go line three. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Gabe's from Lacrosse. What? Who from Lacrosse? Dave's? Gabe's. Gabe's. Yeah. Gotcha, Gabe's. I thought I heard yeah. Dave's. The guitar store. I didn't know the guitar store could dial a phone. What's up, Gabe's? Is this your first call? <laughs> no, no. I I was formerly Dan. Oh, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. It up. Well, sorry to dox you, mess with Dan. You. Gabe's, mess Gabe's with is good. We can do Gabe's now. That's fine. I was just confused. What's up, Gabe's? <clears throat> well, uh, the other day, your take on developing quarterbacks. Um, it reminded me of when Rogers was taken by the Packers. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that draft and, you know, I, I figured Favre had five years. So it's coming down to it. You know, it, what I wasn't even thinking, you know, anything about Rogers and it got to the end and the announcers, I think it might have even been Joe Theismann is like, well, uh, Rogers might not be in the first round, you know? Yeah. And they're like cheering for the Packers to take him. And I'm just going, that'd be the stupidest pick ever. Yeah. And of course they did. I went bananas. I'm like, oh my God, that's the, that's the worst pick since Mandridge. I'm like just going crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, we fast forward around 15 years. And love's taken, and I'm like, look at my son, not saying a word. <laughs> like, How did your son react? You know? Was he was he frustrated? What was because I I don't really remember the Aaron Rodgers draft. This Jordan Love was my first go round, probably of many. Now, like uh, the Packers are probably going to do this again at some point, but the Jordan Love experience is my first experience. How'd your How'd your son handle the Jordan Love pick? Oh, good. We were both good because okay. for years I was saying how mad I got when Rogers was taken. So if you YouTube uh, biggest balls of draft, mm-hmm. he's number, you know, they have a top 10. He's number one. The whole draft, it was like, I can't believe Rogers was taken. I can't believe, you know, because uh, what was it, Smith? 
was taken like first, and it was between Smith and him, and then Rogers just dropped mm-hmm. all the way to the end. And I remember when it happened, I'm just like, just livid. I'm like, what are you guys doing? How wrong I was. <laughs> so when love was taken, I'm like, bat, not saying a word. <laughs> I said some words. I didn't. I. It's not Did that. You? Well, here's the thing. It's not that Gabe's that I, I thought Jordan Love was bad. Like I, I didn't really have an. I don't evaluate draft prospects. Like I didn't know if he was a good or a bad player. I just as someone that works in media uh, to make this about me. Yeah. I'll put the me, the me in media. I knew what th- I knew what it meant. It's like this is going to be a mess from here until it's no longer a mess. But then even when it's not a mess, it's going to remain a mess because Rogers is going to have to exit, and this is just going to be a whole thing. Like I knew that night. Oh boy, we're we're just getting started, you know. So that oh, was yeah, more right. my recognition when they picked Love. That's what I was thinking. But it about. was it was exactly the same with Favre and Rogers. You know, it, it was like everybody's like, why didn't you get in Favre some better weapons? what are you crazy? You know, and we were all wrong, which is cool. (laughs) So this time I was, you weren't, but I'm like, okay, love. Let's see what that happens. Let's see what happens. And in 15 years and they do it again, I guess I'll just kick back. I'll probably expect it. We'll probably be able to call it out when it happens again. Probably bet on it. Yeah. Uh, How about that? (laughs) Some quarterback from UNLV that's going to be available at 28 or 25. And we're going to circle them and, yeah, that's funny. Well, Gabe's, I <laughs> I appreciate the call. You enjoy the game this weekend. We'll talk soon. We'll talk again. I will. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Enjoy lacrosse. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. Tony from Texas here. Tony from Texas. Tony, how are you today? What's, I am what's good. good with you, you? Know, Denny, I, I think Denny would struggle in the two-minute offense. What do you mean? He he got his. We got off to a little bit of a slow start because I I get anxious when I know that a caller has a short window and the caller's like, "How are you?" and I'm like, "Ah, but I want you to be able to get your takes in." You know, you you've been in that spot before, Tony, and you've acquitted yourself rather nicely. You can pack a lot of information into a short window if you need to. Very Matt Lafleur like of you. Very self deprecating, Grant. Well, people, wait, 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 what do you mean? How how self deprecating? How? Oh, oh. W- with what Denny said. Well, just. You're taking the taking the fall like Matt Lafleur would take the fall for uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Joe Barry's defense or Rich uh, Basaccia's special team. Hey, I, that's that's my job on this show. I don't point fingers. I point thumbs, uh, which is more of a visual joke. Because if you point thumbs, they point right at you. It, it, the buck stops and, and begins and ends with me, Tony. I enjoyed your Peter Bukowski interview. You will never see that dinner in Vegas. You don't uh, think so? No, never. No, no, no. Well, now this is something that I have to like. I'm I'm not going to text and bug Pete about this. Now I'm I'm genuine. Now, if you guys are that interested in whether or not this is happens, we'll we'll make this a little thing on the show. And, and Pete is somewhat somewhat of a, a subject expert, I think, on the Packers. You know, I really enjoy his uh, breakdown. You know, if you, if you ever need a AU coach, Grant, or uh, how to pick up single moms, I'm your guy too. <laughs> if you need about ten minutes to kill in the middle how, of summer, how in thirty seconds or less, what's the key to picking up a single mom? You got to get involved with the kid eventually. Wait, so the the kid the key to picking up the mom is yeah, to care, involve care yourself in the life of the kid. Care about the kids. So do you just mean like if you go on a date with a woman, you got to you got to ask and be attentive about the kid, or you need to like be involved with the kid? Like you're a basketball coach, yes. so that's yes. your scheme. You coach kids to get their moms. That's not that's not my plan, but 
uh, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, you know it works what I mean? out well. Good, okay. It's a good good uh, tool in the tool belt. But all right, all right. if a, a lady has a, a child, just don't ignore it and cringe when they say they have a child. <laughs> That's good to know. All right, hey, all, right. all right. Has Bill Michaels mentored you? Ah. Uh... In what way? That in radio? Like no, sounds very Brett Favre-like. So, why, does, uh, why does he need I, to mentor? I've been on the air for a while. What's what is, what is Bill going to tell me? Bill's oh. been around a long time. I, I've learned a lot, uh, like marketing a show, and like I, I've learned a lot from Bill. But I don't know. It's not my first day doing radio. I've, we've been doing this almost six years now. Well, I, I the, the, the parallelism I'm trying to make here is, I think our guy Aaron Rodgers has mentored Jordan Love to beat the Bears. And beat him again, and Kyle Brandt, <laughs> who I don't know how how does Kyle Brandt get that? How do you get on that show? Could you get on NFL, whatever that show is in the morning? How do you get on that show? Good Morning Football, I think it's called. Good Morning Football, yeah. Kay Adams was on there. How do you get on that show? Because I, I don't, I never heard of Kyle Brandt until that show. Uh, I don't know his background. I think he might have done some like reality TV stuff. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not 100. percent I my my Kyle Brandt lore is not up to date, and I apologize for that. Well, let me take you back to the last game of 2010. Do you remember that game? The Bears game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They they had to win that game, or they don't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that game was an ugly. I was at that game. It was really cold. They won 10 to three, I believe. Nick Collins picked off Cutler in the red zone. And the rest is history. They won a Super Bowl. So I know uh, uh, Vagabond John was all hyped up on his uh, Adderall or Red Bull or whatever that was. But he, you know, he made some sense there with um, what he was saying. I think they could get on a little bit of a run. At Super Bowl, no. But I wouldn't want to play Jordan Love. This offense is ascending. And if they could just play average defense and average special teams, they can knock off Dallas. They can knock off Philly. No problem. I think so. I think they could. I mean, Philly's looked bad. I think a lot of teams could beat Philly. I wouldn't pick them against Dallas, but that's not like that's not a hopeless situation if they go down and play in Jerry World. And let's remember, Aaron Rodgers' first playoff run with the Packers, like they didn't necessarily bathe themselves in glory, but it, it came down to the wire against the Cardinals in 2009. They just weren't quite good enough defensively at least they came up a little short so if the Packers go down to Dallas and lose in a shootout or they lose in a really close game that's still a successful first year I I totally agree and you know what I haven't done a top five power ranking in a long time you got got two minutes or a minute yeah hit me okay this goes out to Clemhead Mike I put this on Twitter Grant top five hated Packer teams Packer fans what teams do we hate the most I got this all figured out these three teams didn't make the cut but I still hate them Grant okay the New York football Giants, mm-hmm. I hate them. They always knock us out. Eli Manning, oh, my God, Giants fans. And even DeVito this year, you know, I can't stand the Giants. Seahawks, I don't hate them as much, but they're still just pain. It's kind of like pain. There's a lot of pain still from there. I haven't gotten over it. I would agree. And, you know, the, the Lions, I, I can't put them in my top five, but still <sighs> there's reasons not to like the Lions. Okay. Dan Campbell, uh, Detroit people are annoying. Nadamakin so, Sue for me mostly. It, it's the big one. The UP should be ours. That's some nonsense. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I have to see something on the History Channel. Right. I don't understand why the UP is in Michigan. All right. So the actual top five is then who? I would imagine the Vikings and the Bears are in there. Well, okay, here we go. Number five, the Eagles. I know you're a filmer, but I cannot stand the Eagles, the Eagle fans. Fourth and 26, 2003, Freddie Mitchell. 
cannot stand the Eagles. I haven't forgotten. I hate the Eagles. Number four, Dave, Dave, they're not as high as they used to be with me, but uh, you're Dallas Cowboys. Number four, I have not forgotten about the ice ball and all that good stuff. I still hate hate the Cowboys. You know, Dez, yeah, you caught the ball, but you still lost the game. Haven't forgotten about the 90s. Cowboys, number four. Number three, this is a, a, a modern hate. I hate the Niners. I will always hate the Niners, I think. I can't stand Shanahan. I can't stand anything about the Santa Clara 49ers. They don't even play in San Francisco. They're the Santa Clara 49ers. I hate them. I don't like anything about San Francisco. Uh, number number two, you know, you can go 2-1. You want to go Bears, Vikings, Vikings, Bears. I'll go number two, Chicago Bears. I do not like the Bears, but I hate the Vikings more. I hate the Vikings more. The Vikings have, uh, what, they celebrated uh, 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 Rodgers getting hurt. They got the stupid blowhorn with the Vikings. They're they playing it. They, they, they got, yeah, exactly. You know, Paul Allen, the announcer, the, the colors are just, you know, the purple colors and, and just the logo, everything about them. The Randy Moss mooning, every, you know. Well, I that was a disgusting act, and I'm glad that Joe disgusting. Buck condemned it as such. Disgusting. So there you go. Let me rehash it. <laughs> Eagles 5, Cowboys 4, Niners 3, Bears 2, and uh, your uh, next-door neighbors there, the Minnesota Vikings, number one. I hate them. Tony, that's an outstanding list. I appreciate it. I want to get to one more call. You have a great weekend. Have Enjoy a, the game. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, Tony. I love that. Uh, Bears-Vikings, it just comes down to whichever one's better, whichever one is a a, a bigger obstacle to us at the time. Um, and if you live on the western side of the state, like I grew up up by Eau Claire, went to school down in La Crosse, there's just more Vikings fans. And then you get around Milwaukee, Madison, there's more Bears fans. Although, I don't feel like there's that many more Bears fans in and around Milwaukee and Madison. In my daily life, maybe I'm not paying attention. Uh, actually, I, I talk to very few people and interact with very few people, so I'm probably uh, <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably not the person to speak on this. I'm not uh, out among the, the general population uh, very often. I like to go home after work and sit in the corner at my desk and play video games and watch sports. So maybe, I don't know, don't listen to me. 608 608- Three, two, one, sixteen, seventy. One more call before break. Let's go sports show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. Fins up. Happy Fins Friday. Fins up, Cone. I was in my feels about Jimmy earlier today. I was watching an interview with Mac McAnally that some TV station in Alabama did about his uh, background, meeting Jimmy and writing news. I, I don't know. Twenty twenty four. It's a weird year. It's our first full year without Jimmy. Yeah, it sucks. And, you know, speaking about meeting people, I got a chicken or the egg scenario with Tony in Texas. Okay. Um, did he get into AAU coaching to get to the single moms, or are the single moms just a byproduct of AAU coaching? What would you put your money on? I'm saying he got into AAU for the single moms. And I don't fault Tony. It seems like he's a good coach, and he's got good players, and, he, and it's a good gig for him. Uh but it does seem like the single moms are a big part of the gig for Tony. That's a big draw for that guy. Yeah, and Grant loved hearing Pete Bukowski. I think he's better in uh, over the air than on Twitter. That dinner is never happening, <laughs> but uh, liked what he had to say. I think the Packers have a great chance, and honestly, I think this is a bigger game in Jordan Love's legacy than it is in Justin Fields. <sighs> I get what Kyle Brandt is saying when he says, this is your moment. Like, this could be a big moment for Justin Fields. But I think he could win this game and then also be turned around and flipped to Atlanta this offseason. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. The idea that he bathes himself in glory and becomes a legend winning this weekend, I, I don't really buy into that too much. 
Yeah, it's not like this is for the division. It's it's basically to spoil the Packers' chance <laughs> at getting the second seed in the NFC playoffs. Like, yeah, it, it's not it's not that big of a deal, Kyle. It's not that serious. If if the Packers lose this weekend, how will that change your opinion of this season at all? If if it changes your opinion of the season, um, you know, I think opinions change throughout the season. It, it, my opinion that I had coming into the season, I don't think it changes much because I, I kind of was saying like eight sure. nine wins. Um, but I think now that we've seen Jordan Love kind of step it up, we've seen Matt LaFleur step it up, I think this is big because this is the exact same scenario we were in last year with LaFleur. Mm-hmm. So something's got to change. He's got to improve because if you're not improving, you're getting worse. This is a, almost a must win in, in Matt LaFleur's scenario. And then for Jordan Love, I think just the, the opportunity to see him win a meaningful, huge game, I, I, that's what we got to see out of Jordan Love. Yeah, and, and I think what will be frustrating, they're 8-8, eight and eight, and they could finish 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and eight. They could miss the playoffs or, or make the playoffs by, you know, grace of one win in, in the final week of the year. If they lose this weekend and come up short, I'm going to be bummed thinking back about the Falcons game, how they had that and let it get away, or the Raiders, the Broncos game. Uh, the Steelers game was close. Uh, the defense not being able to hold up against Tommy DeVito. Like, there were so many opportunities this year outside of the opportunity they're going into this weekend but completely agree with you that this is Jordan Love's first big chance at a really, really important game, and I can't wait to see if he shows up or, or what he looks like on Sunday afternoon. Amen. And just one thing to remember is the Bears still suck. Maybe we can hear that song, you know, come to the next next uh, segment. I don't know. God, that'd be great. You know what? I think I'm going to cue it up. Cone, appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Fins up, my friend. Yep, you too, Grant. Fins up. Cone Roller put another name on the list for Super Bowl dinner with Pete Bukowski. Will not happen. <laughs> uh, we need to we need to make this into a thing. I'll, I'll write down tallies if you want to place your bets whether or not Grant will get a, vi- a dinner in Vegas with Peter Bukowski. We will see. Uh, watch, I won't even get a, a dinner with Bill. Bill's like, yeah, Clemens and me and, and Kristen, we're going to have dinner. Grant, are you fend for yourself? Are you going to be good? Oh, yeah, I'll be okay. I'll go gamble. I'll go do something. I'll, I'll put my AirPods in and go role play that I'm in a like an Ocean's 13 movie. I'm just going to go up and down the escalator like they do in The Hangover. Go see the sights. I don't know. Go, go sit next to the big fountain of the Bellagio. See the sights. I don't know. I'm going to have a good time either way. Would like to see Pete, though. Outstanding conversation with Pete earlier today. If you missed that, you got to check it out in the podcast. I'll post it just after 6 o'clock. Three minutes. We'll come back. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show got a tweet at Wisco Grant from Rob. Robin Stoddard. Love Rob. Longtime listener. Says Packers fans are so spoiled. He's a Bears fan, by the way. They can't handle one month of what my entire life was. So you can go another year without the playoffs. Rob, you're not entirely wrong. This Packers season had one bad month. And a lot of Packers fans wanted everybody fired. Some wanted Sean Clifford. And it's their right to feel that way. I'm never going to tell anyone how to fan. But you are not totally wrong in your observation that Packers fans basically had a meltdown this year when they had to go through one month of what your whole life has been like. You're not wrong. Can't tell you're wrong there, Rob. You're on to something. That being said, I think we'll be making the playoffs. (laughs) Thank you very much, Rob. You can tweet me at Wisco Grant. 
Call the show if you'd like. 608-321-1670. Jammed phone lines today. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Welcome. Hey, it's Jared from Madison. How hey, Jared. Doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. So, uh, funny thing. So, I called for the first time after listening forever last Friday to be on your famous uh, replay on Monday. <laughs> and it just so right. happened Monday, Target. Turn on the radio, and whose call is to laugh about it so did you what did you think you um, broke down the film of your call what did you think did you have any critiques for yourself what do you think we did well as a duo yeah i think i was i was a little a little rushed because i'm not just a call in the radio so i think i'm going to be more relaxed now but I like that. um uh i'm very excited for the packers like i thought this season was going to be a throwaway like i was i mean, Aaron Rodgers went what four and twelve his first. He went. Oh, was it six and, and more weapons? I can't remember. It was better than four and twelve, but not that much better than four and twelve. Was it yeah. six and ten, eight and eight, something like that? Something. And I really thought this year was just going to be throwaway. And the fact that we're, even though you know we're kind of backing our way into it, but the fact that going into the final week of the season. We're in a win-and-in situation against a team that, you know, we own (laughs) and have owned for a while feels pretty good. And, you know, I'm not saying Jordan loves the next Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's done – he's outshined what I thought he would. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can get as they start to build a team around him. But, yeah, I assume they're going to go to Jerry World and get smashed. But, you know, it's – if they make the playoffs, that's a big W in my book. Yeah, there is. I kind of want to see that game in Jerry World. I kind of want to see what they can do against that Cowboys team. And the Cowboys wear whites at home, so then the Packers go down there and wear their home greens, which is a much better-looking jersey. I think their away whites are fine, but they don't hold a candle to the home greens, so the Packers get to wear oh. their home. I, I just think that matters. Call me crazy. I don't know. I don't think they'd get rocked by the Cowboys. I could be wrong, but I'd like to see what they do. Certainly, I'd like to see them make it. Absolutely. Well, have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for taking my call, and maybe I'll make this a Friday thing. Hell yeah, Jared. Appreciate listening. Have a good one, Jared and Madison. Yeah, that's right. We We recorded Monday's show last Friday. I'm glad that you got a chance to listen back to your tape, evaluate yourself. I should do that more often, but that's pretty. Let's be real. That's pretty weird and narcissistic. If I were to go home every night and listen back to the show, wouldn't you kind of be like, that guy's a little odd, right? Right? I could do it more often than I do, uh, but I appreciate you, Jared. Thank you. Call anytime. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Oh, it's Dan and Broadhead Grant. Oh, Dan. Have I been disrespectful to your bears today? I think I've been reasonable, right? (laughs) You you have been and I and and I, I understand that but I do I do have a couple of spoilers for you like with you and uh, Tony and Texas Grant mm-hmm. uh, you know that guy he I, I'm against the whole listener on listener violence but if you remember two days ago he called after me and then took a shot at my old style and polis sausage I think he said not knowing that old style wasn't even brewed in you know in Illinois. Uh, I have to take shots back at him. Uh, first one is going to be 2010. Uh, you guys should owe a big thank you to the Bears for sitting all their starters in Week 17 so that you could even make the playoffs. 
And I know that you beat him the next week and went on to win the Super Bowl. And then, and then should have knocked you out. And then beat him again in the NFC Championship game. It's not like the Bears didn't have well, chances that year, Dan. Well, exactly like I said, but uh, they should have just played their starters and knocked you out like they're going to do this this year. I think that I underappreciate what happened in 2010 with the Packers and the Bears meeting in the NFC Championship game. That is, that's it's so insane that that happened. And I was, let's see, 12, 12, I was in seventh grade when that happened. And I, I don't think I fully grasped and appreciated how insane it was that the Packers and the Bears were meeting up in the NFC title game. Yeah, it was it was pretty epic. I could say that. Um, uh, but but going back to uh, Tony in Texas, who I know you said something about him having a great uh, jam packed two minutes, but that's because it sounds like he spends about two to three hours, like maybe you do, preparing his show just to call your show and kind of piggyback onto you as if he has a radio show. This is and funny, what kind man. of a guy? What kind of a guy uses children? To get dates with single women, what does he promise them? A spot in the lineup? Well, maybe. The AAU (laughs) world is highly corrupt, Dan. I don't have to tell you about this. The AAU, it's all the parents and the money and the the travel. and It's a a seedy world, that AAU world. (laughs) Yes, it is. But but on another note, exactly, uh, for the the good things about dating a single mother uh, is that if you happen to go to her place and in the morning you wake up and have to leave, you could probably grab a juice box or a Lunchable on your way out. <laughs> um, man, what's wrong? What's wrong with having kids? Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have kids, <laughs> and I, I'm not really jumping to have kids at the moment. But I don't know. It seems like Tony's running in an above board operation here. If, if he's got to, <laughs> if he's got to build relationships with these kids and coach kids, he might as well get some, you know, on the side. I, I don't, I don't see an issue with it. No, I just I, I had to go back at him because you know he's you know he took a shot at old style and hell no I'm not a Cubs fan. He should listen to the show enough to know that I'm not a Cubs fan. You know I drink my Coors Light and I root for the White Sox. At least it's not <laughs> Bud Light. You know what I mean, Dan? Hell yeah. Yeah, I you know what I take Tony for is uh, I, I think he's probably drinking. I think they have ranch water down there. That's a hard <laughs> seltzer. That's right. Cup you water. Know, and, and, is. <laughs> yeah. And to quote my uh, my favorite uh, caller, Dave and Monona, it, it probably is Tina in Texas. And I think uh, Arlie Ermy, was that his name, who said it in full metal jacket that there's only two things in Texas, and I don't think Tony's a beer. Um, I am not used to Lister on Lister violence. This is incredible. This is this takes place a lot more on the morning show. I'm I I don't know how to react to this. Like I think what's gonna I, I, wasn't, I, think, I think what's gonna happen anytime prepared. a caller does this is I'm just gonna join the caller to bag on whoever they're ripping and I don't even really care who it is. So if you want to go after Tony, uh, like hell yeah, let's go after Tony. And then if someone calls in yeah. later and goes after you, Dan, I'm just gonna also be on their side. I think that's gonna be my role anytime this happens. That'll be yeah, that would be fine. I'm not really used to going after the listeners, but he he attacked me, so I can only defend myself. But we'll do one more. If you got 15 seconds, Grant, do. we'll do a power three. A power three of things that I would like Tony to do. The first one is to take a long walk off a short pier. Uh, no, number two would probably be to step out in the traffic. Uh, and, and we'll go with number three. I'm sorry, I'm going in reverse order. But number three would probably be to cut himself with a razor and what? jump in the shark-infested water. What? Um. Okay. Well, hey, enjoy the game this weekend, Dan. I need time to process this. Uh, good yeah, luck to your bears. To. Not really, but I, you know, I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Yes. And good luck to you and uh, the paper hamstrings.
Uh, hey, Christian Watson was resting today. He's going to be ready, Dan, so don't hey, take it easy, okay? He's, he's giving his body a nice little night of recovery uh, before maybe doing some walkthrough tomorrow. Paper hamstrings. Everyone wants to make fun of Christian Watson until he catches two touchdowns as the difference maker against your team. I can't imagine that there's a big AAU presence down in Broadhead. I'm not 100% sure. Broadhead's pretty close to Illinois, right? I thought that it was up north, but I think I had my... My, my Norths and Souths mixed up. I saw it today. Speaking of driving down towards Illinois, Robin Voss was on some program. It's like Wisconsin's Face the Nation or whatever. I saw some Milwaukee uh, personality retweeting it that he said that we're going to have marijuana laws, but they're going to be the strictest in the country and we're not legalizing anything. And I just, I want to say hell yeah, Robin Voss for, uh, for, up, for upholding and maintaining traditional values in the state of Wisconsin, okay? If it's, if it's my choice to hammer a bunch of ice-cold beers and get in my car, it's my right, but God forbid I should ever be able to drive. Well, anyways, my point, maybe I'll stop uh, through Broadhead and, and hang out with Dan. Maybe Pete could join us. We could all get dinner way down to Illinois to buy pot. The reason I bring this up is the tweet. It was funny. It's like, Illinois might as well just put thank you billboards along the border because it's all going to be Wisconsin people driving down there. Yeah, probably will be. Let's take a five-minute break. I need to process what Dan just did. And we'll come back. We'll talk more Packers Bears next. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Appreciate you being here. Happy Friday. We never miss Friday shows, ever, unless they're holidays. Then I miss them without a, without a second thought, or I need a three-day weekend. Then again, without a, without a second thought. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I want to get back to taking your phone calls because we've had so many good ones today. Dan and Broadhead maybe getting a little personal at the end with Tony. Uh, yeah, I, I need more time to process that call. You don't get a lot of calls like that. I just want to play this clip for you because it's funny. I was today just spinning the radio dial, uh, not literally because, well, I was watching clips of big radio stations around the country on YouTube. You know, what are they saying in Chicago? What are they saying in L.A.? What are they saying in New York? Because this is that's just what I, I, I do. I, I have my, my finger on the pulse always. And uh, Sal Licata, WFAN, is very upset at Aaron Rodgers in the state of the Jets right now. Listen to this. This is funny. So here's what I want. The Jets to fire Douglas, fire Sala, tell Rodgers, thanks, but we're moving on. See you later. Let him go be somebody else's problem because I've had enough. I've had enough. I don't even care about the list, what he said about the list with Jimmy Kimmel. It has nothing to do with sports. What I care about is the New York Jets getting back or uh, back. I mean, geez, back from I I care about the New York Jets being a respectable football team. And it's not going to happen under the current structure. When Aaron Rodgers is dictating everything. See, let me pull up my little calendar book here. January 5th. Okay. So less than one full season. That's what it took. This is why I think so many people owe an apology to Brian Gutekunst. And I am not this guy on Twitter. I'm not the, the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect. Or the people that tweet out the apology form, right? I'm not that... um, I'm not, I'm not that person. But I do think in this instance, Brian Gutekunst took a lot of heat the last couple of years, drafted Jordan Love, Rodgers is unhappy. Brian Gutekunst sat quietly, idly by, 
Well, a lot was thrown at his name. A lot was thrown at the name of the front office of the Green Bay Packers. He said, "Mm -mm. I'm not going to fight back. I'm just going to sit here and take it. It's what's best for the Packers. It's best for the fans, the owners, the organization. It's what gives us the best chance to win a Super Bowl. And the moment that that wasn't true anymore, the moment that that was no longer true after last season, Brian Gutekinds had no problem at the owners' meetings being like, yeah, Rodgers, he's lying about that. I called him a bunch before the darkest retreat. Didn't answer. I That's simply not true. So thanks. Have a good day. Like the moment that it was no longer with the best interest of the Packers to cater to Aaron Rodgers and to la- let him to run the things the way that he wants to, them to be run. Completely pivoted. Uh, and I think Brian Gutekinds put up with a lot, a lot the last couple of years. And he ate it because sometimes as a man, that's what you got to do. Sometimes as a man, as a leader of an organization, or as a radio show, <clears throat> sometimes you just got to take the disrespect. You got to swallow it because it's what's best for the organization. It's what's best for everyone else. It's not always about being right. It's not always about winning. This is why I let Dave from Monona beat me up every time he calls in because it's funny. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. Uh, and in the case of the Packers, it was better that Aaron Rodgers was here, even if he maybe did some things and operated in some ways that Brian Gudikins totally didn't agree with. Sign of good leadership. Not too much pride. Not too much ego. To understand that uh, maybe it's not my time and place to to need to feel like I, I need to win this interaction or win this situation. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Well, I haven't seen any coyotes yet tonight, so. Mm, it's better Walking than better trail, than you could say. Was that two Fridays ago or was that last night, Mike? Or last Friday? That was two. That was two. Oh, good. I got to drop some so. cables off at Bill's house in Waukesha tonight, and there's so many coyotes in Waukesha. I better be careful when I'm there. Really? Well, yeah, they just roam the neighborhoods, you know, digging through cash, yeah. trash cans, that sort of thing. They'll come up in our front yard and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I, they don't bother. They don't bother us. You're uh, a real nature man. Cool, really. That's why. What do you think of uh, enough about coyotes? What about those bears? Let's talk bears, Mike. You see that segue? Well, Grant, what do you, I don't know. Have you given your, like, three uh, keys to the game? Because mine would be... Uh, as I always say, it all starts with Matt LaFleur. Uh-huh. And I think, like Pete Bukowski said, um, he's really been digging into his bag of plays and calling some good games. So I think it's got to go with LaFleur. I think, obviously, Jordan Love's going to have to play well, and I think he will. And then the next thing, I think, keep going with the tight ends. And then the rest of the, the, rest of the game plan should even out on – offense and uh defense i think the defense is going to be okay um i'm going to look for a lot of russian i think i think justin fields he's he's afraid to throw the ball and make a decision when he gets going out there and scrambling or, or even sitting back in the pocket you can see he just can't figure out where do i throw it where do i throw it so if they can keep him off guard keep him off balance and then special teams <laughs> Yeah. I the Packers. Are, I'm expecting a big win, and that's all I'll say. I'm not going to give a score because I I'm thoroughly believe in jinxing things. So damn straight. But I'm looking for a big win. Special teams are going to be sneaky important. An extra point, um, kickoff and punts yeah. and field position. That's been the the make or miss part of these games. Like the Giants, special teams killed them. They probably win that game uh-huh. if Keyshawn Nixon doesn't muff that punt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I think they got to. They got to keep going to craft, 
and uh, work him in. I like to see uh, if Musgrave gets in through some plays. Um, you don't remember, but when the Packers had Shimura, mm-hmm. they used to run him like a straight, I don't know what they call it, a steam route. And uh, Favre would hit him like 10, 10, 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. And he'd be good for 30 or 40 yards right down the middle of the field. If they can hit one or two plays to Musgrave like that on Sunday afternoon, that'd be massive. That's all it would take. And I just wish the receivers, and I watch this, I don't know why. um, They need a first down. They have like seven yards to go. And receiver makes their break at six. Sure. (laughs) And catches the ball and are a yard short. It's fourth and one. I I think they got to figure that out. I'm with you on um, that. You know, what do you think? I think they're – man, I feel really good. I think a lot of things are working in the Packers' favor right now. And I appreciate you, Mike. Have a good weekend. I'm going to get you one more caller, so i got to let you go. All right. See you, Grant. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the walk. Stay away from any wild animals out there. Um, I just think the Packers are clicking on all cylinders right now. And I think they're focused, and I think they're hungry, and I think they're dialed in in the here and now in a way that maybe last year's team wasn't. And that's not just a criticism of Aaron Rodgers. It's a criticism a lot of players on the roster fell flat in the final week of the year. I just think a lot of things are trending in the right direction. But if you you go into this game, you muff a punt, you, know, you miss some field goals, Jordan Love misses a couple throws early, and all of a sudden you know, a lot of that momentum and a lot of that energy has been building the last couple weeks. That can die pretty quickly with just two bad possessions. Right, or a bad a bad quarter, bad fifteen minutes, you know. Six oh eight, three two one, sixteen seventy. One more call and then we'll take a break. Let's go sports show. Who's this? Hector in on Alaska. Hector. What the heck's going on? I am sitting in the call. Um I just got home from getting some last second groceries and have point. to go in. So figured I would uh chime in before the week ended and uh and my week on a good note. Enjoy your last couple moments of peace before you got to go in and hang out with your family. Is that what you're saying? That's right. They had an early release today. Uh, my wife uh, worked until four, so I have the kids from noon to four. Oh yeah. Um, you so deserve you deserve I, a little break and some time to call a sports yeah. radio show. Then yeah, that's on Absolutely. the up. I, I approve. I went to festival for three things and it's been 45 minutes, so I am <laughs> testing my luck a little bit. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Uh, she sees the Jeep out here. I already saw the curtains move, so one of the gremlins was spying on me. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, just uh, I just wanted to air out a, a complaint real quick because um, I was fired. I finally got around to looking at the Pro Bowl ros- rosters, and, and the, the Packers had nobody. That's a little bit weird because. Uh, I don't, I was a I was not a believer going into the season, um, but I believe that Jordan Love should have, should at least have some votes or at least be in there. Maybe he will as a replacement or something. I was a little surprised that when they gave me the top three NFC QBs based off of stats, which you know is what well, not that it matters. The flag football game. I was just surprised that Jordan Love didn't get any love, kind of thing. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for the game. I have a weird feeling that depending on how well the Bears do will help sway them towards what they're going to do with that number one pick. Because um, ending the year with a loss to the Packers when, you know, you could have played a little better might play around Justin Fields' neck a little heavier than uh, it would have if, you know, it wasn't the Packers 
at keeping them from the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I, like, I, like, I think this is a big game for Bears players, and I think it's a huge game for Bears fans and for the coaches on a micro level. On the macro, I think Bears execs should have a pretty good idea of maybe what they're going to do this offseason. I, I don't think it's good business to see how this one game plays out. Like, they should not be making their Justin Fields decision based on this game, right? Come on. Right. I mean, it's the Bears. You never know what they're going to do. They'll they'll surprise. I mean, they'll be surprising either way. I think you can have argument for each side, but of course, this isn't a bear show, and they're, it's not really worth talking this long about them. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see how the game goes. Uh, I, it was nice for the NFL to put it at three o'clock because I do work on Sundays until three fifteen. So I live seven minutes away from my job, so I'll clock out and get home with three minutes to. Uh, you know, take my pants off and grab a bowl of popcorn. Take your pants. You take off pants and do you put something back on or are you just watching pantless? Oh, I, well, I work for Quick Grip in the kitchen, so I normally have a pair of pants and then like a pair of shorts on as well because it's like 32 degrees in the kitchen. You're double la- You're double layered. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, no, I'm not just, you know out and about with my children running around while I watch football, you know. Hey, before I let you go, I'd be worried about, you're a Ravens fan, for those who don't know, I'd be worried about this whole boat business. They're renting a boat, and they're going to spend time on the boat. The last team that did this was the Giants in 2016, and it's like a notorious bad, bad memory and bad decision that that team made with OBJ. Dressing about it, I'm not even going to lie, especially because Mr. OBJ had the brilliant idea when he screwed the Giants out of their playoff win. So he's bad in that. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy about it. I saw the the, the news about it or whatever the them say something about it, and it was just like, why, why? Just look back at it, Lamar. As, as long as Lamar doesn't get on the boat, I'll be okay. All right, that's reasonable. If Lamar, if Lamar stays off, I think we could get through the first week. But it's uh, tempting fate, so everyone just stay off the boat. All right. It's reasonable. Well, go face your family. You've had long enough. Get in there. Yeah. Hug your kids. Hug your wife. Go. We'll talk next week. Yeah, okay, go Hector. Ravens, go Packers and uh, go Blue. Hell yeah. Appreciate you. Hector in Alaska, our friend listening on WKTY and lacrosse. All right. Three minutes. We'll come back. Plenty of time when we come back to listen to a little Jimmy Buffett. Give some parting shots before we say goodbye for the weekend. It's the Wisco Sports Show. We'll wrap up the week next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Not only going out to Wisconsin and the great Midwest, we're going around the world tonight, Parrothead. Never Hey! Watching the sun bake. It's the Wisco Sports Show, and it's the first Fins Up Friday of 2024. And 2024 is the first year, full year, that we're beginning without Jimmy here. I was sad this morning. Like, there's a lot of things from 2023 I haven't processed yet. I haven't processed Craig Council going to manage the Cubs. I certainly haven't processed the death of Jimmy Buffett. Certainly not. Definitely not something I've even come close to processing and handling. Uh, On Sunday, Packers-Bears... I think the Packers will win. I do. Um, We learned Jalen Johnson is doubtful today. That is significant. Cole Komet questionable, though we practiced all week. Um, 
If the Packers can get Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, if they can get all those guys out on the field together, I'm not saying it's over, but it might be over. I think I think it might be. I think it might be over. If Justin Fields could just be contained, right? Rashawn Gary does not need to go back and sack him a million times, and it's a good thing because I don't think he has it in him, um, or he certainly hasn't so far this year. Just stand in the right place. Just do what Clay Matthews used to do like once every blue moon against Adrian Peterson when the rare time they'd actually do okay against AP, he would just contain like a matador. You know what I mean? Ole, back into the back into the middle, back into the scrum. For Sean Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness can do that. It should be all they're doing in the film room. Just can just keep Fields back there. He's gonna get antsy. He's gonna go through his first reads, and if he doesn't see anyone, he's gonna get antsy. And he'll beat himself. It's fine. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Packers Bears. Win, lose, or draw. Well, win, lose. We'll talk about it Monday. Can't wait. Have a great weekend. What can we say? Thank you all very much. You sure make a, a bar from Mississippi feel right.